What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the broadcast. Good morning, freaks. It's uh, Wednesday morning. It is the 29th of January. We're here in the Moonbase Studios recording the 37th episode of the broadcast. Uh, hi, Randy. Already. <laughs> hi. Good morning, <laughs> Dario. What's um, new? Yeah, I have two uh, corrections to make for uh, the Monday. Uh, for my Monday, Monday yeah. What's Hot section, I, I uh, messed something up. Uh, uh, more not uh, most notably, two two bands. I kind of mixed them up. Uh, different Light and The Onera. I said Different Light was a multinational project, but that's not true. The Onera is a, a multinational project, and Different Light is a prog rock band from Prague in the Czech Republic. Ah, Just wanted to make rock. that clear. And the single from the Finnish band Joviak is called Straws and not Home, as I said. I don't know how I ah, okay. uh, why I wrote that down. Um, Anyway, that that was it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are, I'm sure, you're forgiven by the audience and yeah. the bands. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what what's what's going on? You did a what's hot uh, section, which I hope everybody listened to. That came out on Monday. Yeah, I listened to it. I hope you guys did too. <laughs> All the cool new stuff that's coming out that you wouldn't have heard of if, unless you listened to Dario's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of. Uh, New new bands for me as well. I, I I've never heard before like all this yeah. uh, extreme metal stuff as well. Yeah, new bands and like unknown bands. So check it out. Yeah. Also the Spotify playlist as always. As always, that's where the music happens. <laughs> that's where the music lives nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last week we definitely hope that you checked out our special episode uh, where we got uh, proggy nerdy proggy uh, about Operation Mindcrime from yeah. Queensrÿche. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think we'll, we're going to do that more often in that section called Somebody Progged in Here. Yes. Um, so. And what do we have for today, Dario? Um, for today, we have a brand new interview with Tommy Koivosari from Amorphis. I did yesterday afternoon before the show here in Munich with Dimu Borgir. But I think it could be a cool thing uh, that at the end of the month... On the Thursday episode, we I kind of present to you a best of what's hot from the month. Ah, okay, and that's what we're gonna do. A best of what was hot. <laughs> that's it's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's still lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our uh, what's in your Walkman uh, yeah. thingy before. Um, yeah, but before we get into that, we won't. Um, make it an, a, an ongoing section. I refuse to make it an ongoing section. We have to uh, uh, sadly commemorate yeah. another great musician, a big, big loss for the prog scene, Sean Reinert from Cynic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, suddenly and unexpectedly passed away. Uh, shocking and tragic news. Um, yeah. I have uh, fond memories of w watching him live with Cynic two times on the Trace in Air tour. Wow. Um, the first time was at Proc Power Europe where they played both albums, uh, like the first one and, and mm -hmm. Traced in Air, which was... Uh, Focus, I think. Focus yeah. and Traced in Air, yeah. and Traced in Air was, uh, was brand new by that time. And, right. and so they played both albums back to back, uh, headlining Proc Power Europe. And yeah, that was actually one of my first after show parties at Proc Power 
where so many musicians from the bands were hanging out and just remember like these three great drummers with Sean Reiner and with Mike Guy from from Zero Hour oh, wow. and mm. uh, Tor Arne Helgeson who was playing with Aatrox back then and the, the the three of them were talking and and I was like yeah there's three like-minded drummers who found each other and enjoy like hanging out after the show uh, and also yeah with the fans and stuff uh, it was so cool and then I saw them again in Augsburg uh, okay. like uh, half a year or a year later um, so I was uh, I'm happy that I managed to see them um, yeah Cynic is of course going on as Sean yeah. wasn't part of that anymore since yeah we uh, were just talking about it the other uh, day two, two, two years or something yeah yeah it was a shame that they yeah I guess separated after the last European tour. I think it was they canceled it. It was, it was Jap I think it was in Japan that they kind Japan. of had, had a, uh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, yeah, I, I, I hope they 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 uh, made up, reconciled. Uh, yeah, and, uh, that's between them. Uh, like a big loss for the prog scene, um, as I said. Um, incredibly influential drummer on uh, the who opened up. A lot of uh, uh, jazz smoothness to the extreme metal world. Yeah, um, I just uh, recall uh, someone like Adober Beverly from Oceans of Slumber mm. um, commemorating also him on on Facebook and uh, like saying how much he owes he, he owes to Sean Reinert yeah. and his playing. Um, yeah, bringing that. Uh, subtleness into an, an extreme metal context yeah and that intricacy and and all that i was like yeah and i mean just the rhythm section of malone and uh, reinhardt yeah, yeah. from cynic was always just like crazy and then yeah. malone often used the fretless bass yeah which sort of added to this sort of like gentleness yeah crazy gentleness like yeah. uh yeah what a loss so but yeah, I absolutely refuse to make this a, a constant section. Yeah, um, <laughs> and before and before we continue, it's not really prog related, but it, f part of the Freaks family because we did an episode with them was um, the drummer from Corrosion of Conformity yeah. passed away too, Reed Mullen, and I mean, it's not really prog related again, but it's a, a band that I grew up with. Um, yeah. They came more from like punk hardcore. Yeah. And then, southern. So, yeah, Southern. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're from North Carolina. I'm from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I kind of grew up with the band and uh, saw them in 1997 uh, opening for Metallica in Charlotte, oh, wow. North Carolina. Uh, and yeah, it was great to, to, to meet them uh, when Pepper Keenan rejoined the band um, uh, a few years ago, just before they were signing to Nuclear Blast and releasing a new album and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we filmed them for Ghost of the Road on Freaks TV. So yeah. if you want to check out that episode, uh, we didn't really interview Reed. He's in the episode, obviously. Um, but yeah, real loss for the hardcore metal scene to yeah. uh, within 36 hours, yeah. two, three drummers. I mean, That's enough for 2020. Yeah. Quit being a dick, 2020. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a section we're going to continue, as Dario said. All right. What's in your Walkman, Randy? Yeah. Uh, so... I'm, I've been jamming something new today. I know I'm always like the 
listening to the old stuff, um, but uh, I've been listening to Abraham Sirachi's Kaleidoscope oh, cool. of uh, Dreams EP, uh, and I really loved the single that you guys um, uh, presented on the Prague Space, uh, and we watched it here together and, and talked about yeah. it back then. I think it was in November or something, October. I can't remember. It was a while back. Yeah. Um, and the whole the whole EP is is terrific. I mean, and it's I'm just it's just amazing that at least from the credits uh, he plays all of the guitar sounding instruments on this um, Venezuelan quattro. Yes, which is traditionally like a four string nylon instrument. Um, I don't know if it's tuned like a ukulele or something, but this is it's kind of in this size. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. I'm, love I'm, to, we talked to him about getting on the show, and it would be great to yeah. to do an interview with him to talk about it. Now that I've heard the EP fully as well, um, yeah, I'm sure he's up for a Skype thing as well. Yeah, but and, I, then, and then he can can tell us how how his last name is pronounced. Yeah, I guess we keep destroying <laughs> it. Uh, sorry about that. But um, uh, and 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 like the the rhythm section is also terrific. Like nice fat bass, uh, which I can totally appreciate and. Very cool drums, and there's really a lot going on. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's very proggy. Uh, even though like the first single had a bit of a kind of a grungy yeah, '90s inspired um, like chorus and stuff like that. And and I mean, his voice really shines too. I find I really like his yeah. voice. Yeah. Um. And and when he does the high stuff, it reminds me of you know David Reedman, the Pink yeah. Crane '69. Yeah. Death. But just the high register stuff, right. not the low stuff. Yeah. But when he sings high and does these yeah. sort of like harmonic things, like mm -hmm. where he doubles the voice and stuff, okay. it reminds me of like I I, I, I will uh, um yeah. Uh, pay attention to that uh, next time yeah. when I listen. Even to listen it. to Kaleidoscope uh, of yeah. Dreams. It's in there yeah. too. That's where yeah. it's like. Yeah. There's like a few parts where it, he like hits these like high notes, and it reminds me a lot of like even like the first two Adagio albums yeah. that David sang on. Yeah. So, although the music is that, totally that, different, those, those were amazing as well. <laughs> totally, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really like it, and I like. What I think is really cool because he plays this quattro, he he inf he fuses this folk music into the prog metal really seamlessly. Yeah, and it without, doesn't, with, without sounding folky. Without sounding folky <laughs> and without like, oh, here comes the folk instruments. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's like yeah. he just turned the distortion off. You know, yeah. and I mean that's what's amazing if you listen to it. I mean, if this is really all quattro and no guitar, yeah. it, I mean it's really like. <laughs> It sound. I mean, I don't want to say it sounds like guitar because that would be wrong to say. Yeah. But it it works perfectly. Yeah. Uh, in the prog metal thing. So yeah, great great work, Abraham. Look forward to spinning it lots this year. So, All right. Yeah. What, um, what's in your Walkman, Dario? I um, yeah chose an EP that was the perfect length for my commute. Oh yeah. And it was from Norwegian band. Conception. Oh yeah, of course. Two thousand eighteen yeah. EP. Um, the return. The return. Yeah. Um, I mean, that wasn't the name of the yeah. EP. The, the, like the the singer was 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 uh, actually uh, the, the like the intro is called Reconception. Yeah, right. And and the singer was was called Grand Again. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's also the first song on the EP, and but the EP is called uh, My Dark Symphony. Yes. And. Um, yeah, what I love particularly about it is, I mean, knowing all of the Conception Camelot albums with uh, Roy Khan and his incredible yeah. voice, um, 
it's uh, I find it amazing that uh, I mean before his uh, uh, self-chosen hiatus from heavy music, mm. um, he he was for for quite some time with Camelot and um, in this Camelot symphonic power metal context, yeah. his uh, slightly gothic tinged baritone. Um, made made Camelot definitely shine. Yeah, and made them unique. Yep, and but um, also um, kind of underlined this these gothic uh, uh, vibes. Yeah, totally. And 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 maybe this is the reason that the band kind of went in that direction eventually, even with their look and the yeah, album cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. kind of went in this like gothy. Yeah. yeah. You know. Like yeah, yeah. leather outfit kind yeah, of yeah. <laughs> thing. Um, uh, but uh, thinking back to to the f- fourth and uh, uh, by that time final conception album flow. Yeah, um, it's the only one I know actually from that era. Yeah, the, the, that was totally different. What they 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 were doing some kind of groove oriented rock. Yeah. on that album. I mean, before they they they. I mean, they started out in 1990 as well, um, and uh, I, I I will push you to listen to the other three albums. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, the reason I didn't was because like pre-streaming uh, in the U.S., it was just not possible to get those albums, yeah, and yeah. I knew right. Conception yeah. because of the internet, yeah, uh, and because of of hearing the first record. I think it was like Sieges something of Camelot, the first record that he's on, trying to remember the name of it. And like like seeing that, and then they're like, oh, the singer is actually the guy from Conception. Yeah. And then I managed to order uh, like an imported copy of Flow yeah. back in the mid to late, or late 90s. It yeah, it was 1997, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I mean, they, they, they were coming from, from a more metal uh, and prog metal direction yeah. and, and kind of changed... Uh, a little bit similar to Psychotic Walls, who also had four al- four albums between 1990 and 1997. <laughs> um, Coincidence. And also the last Psychotic Walls album back then was uh, uh, more groove um, and song song oriented. Yeah, like shorter songs and um, that that that. Um, Coming back to Conception and My Dark Symphony, um, they um, didn't go back to the flow sound. That somehow created something completely new. But it, what it still is Conception. I mean, it's the original band members, um, minus the keyboarder who passed away a couple of years ago, I think, as well. Um, but it, they. They incorporate so many new sounds to the conception sound, and it's it's uh, um, some more alternative stuff, more like middle, uh, like far eastern Japanese stuff going mm-hmm. on, and um, uh, it's refreshing. It's totally refreshing, and I'm super stoked and eager to listen uh, to to hear what 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 they will come up with their uh, uh, reunion, reunion album this year yeah i mean i don't want to digress too much but and i haven't finished reading the mean deviation book uh, on prog metal it's like the history of prog metal but 
I had I, I I posed a silly question a second ago if there was a coincidence between psychotic waltz and conception only having albums yeah. between ninety and ninety seven yeah. and now this year both have the reunion albums and <laughs> and and I mean I I don't think that there's any connection really no. but uh, I think something did happen in the prog metal scene uh, in like ninety six ninety seven yeah. which did which did like kind of put a dampering of dampening effect on prog metal which was Dream Theater's Falling Into Infinity album. And I think a change from like prog metal, like losing popularity in even those niche scenes and things and bands like Blind Guardian, Rhapsody, um, Camelot, like more this power metal symphonic thing started to come up a bit more. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I think there Night were a Wish few... Nightwish, of course, yeah. later. And I think there was a few years where... The prog scene, the prog metal scene, wasn't that strong, you know, until we got into the two thousands. And I mean, certainly, scenes from memory came out and like, yeah, like kind of changed things. Yeah. And I think that maybe even that album, that Dream Theater's kind of return to this like more um, prog metal approach, uh, inspired a lot of bands that came after them, even bands like Periphery, you know, and stuff yeah. that went in d totally different directions. Yeah. So. We can nerd out about that another time, but <laughs> I feel like that there is there is this is a weird time. This yeah, nineteen ninety seven yeah. to ninety nine uh, for prog metal. Just yeah, apart from a few great releases. <laughs> anyway, yeah, cool, awesome, cool so, stuff. Into the what's hot section, I believe. Yeah, what's we, hot? We ride best best of January. Um. Starting off uh, in France. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> um, Clément Belliot, La Danse Macabre, from the album Patience, which was released on May 6, 2019. And uh, Clément did a really cool video for this, and it is a... Um, it is an adaptation of a classic, uh, classical piece of music from Camille Saint-Saëns. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's super cool, and uh, I want to I want to share this video with you and uh, see what you think of it. Yeah, let's watch it. We'll be right back. Impressive. Yeah, um, a totally French affair, and uh, but a <laughs> compelling uh, rendition of this classical piece. Absolutely. I mean, um, uh, clearly multi-instrumentalists here, and um, it, it's kind of hard to imagine doing that. I mean, you know what I mean? It's such yeah. a big amount of work, and yeah. it's like, you know, transcribing for each in instrument, and... And then, and then doing this new arrangement with the, with not classical instruments. Yeah, that's, and, and, uh, exactly. Uh, it, it's it, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, the funny thing was when when he, when he put out the video uh, earlier in January, um, he wrote that uh, he uh, like halfway through the process or at at some point he he noticed. Uh, he shouldn't have started to shoot it in 4K because it almost killed his computer. I was well. We, we haven't gotten to the video part yet, but uh, before we uh, wanted to mention that. Yeah. But before we do, um, I, I would be cool. I mean, I, I don't know if he wants to do that, but I think it would be cool as a viewer or as a musician uh, if he would just make like a, a video to, where he talks about how he approached it. You know, approached the task of. You know, um, arranging this, arranging this yeah. Uh, yeah. for all these new instruments yeah. and yeah. how he recorded it and like yeah. that that whole process of yeah. of 
you know, putting it together and stuff like that. Um, I, I would love great, to, I great would love idea. to learn about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from the video, it, so the video, the style uh, is very much like the, like the Pompa Loose um, mus- uh, video song like format. Like I don't remember if you remember this. No. The guy that started Patreon, okay, uh, is an artist that kind of created the video song where he would make a song and each instrument you would he would film as a video and then piece it together in, in uh, split screen in split screen yeah. and that was the song so this is obviously recorded separately from yeah. the thing but it still had that feeling of yeah. you know seeing him play every single instrument and seeing where it comes from i think this is yeah. like that same effect um yeah. and of course the wide shot above uh which he like layered yeah, with with multiple like ten layers. Ten, I mean, I can just imagine the ten premiere different, project like ten different Clemens <laughs> crashing in four K to try to like just handle those layers. I mean, yeah, this is a, a massive video project. So um, and also the split screens, you know, because then you have two videos running at the same time. It's already a lot, and then three. Yeah. So having that that wide shot with like ten people playing instruments. Um, that's ten different videos, you know, laying yeah. on top of each other, and the computer trying to deal with that. So, mm-hmm. as an editor, that's that's a pain in the ass, but very, very, uh, like, great, great, <laughs> great effort, great, uh, awesome. Um, the album is uh, very eclectic. It's called Patience or or Patience in uh, can, can pronounce yep. it either way, I guess. And uh, it's it's very very eclectic. There's a lot of different styles on it. Also, like this. Uh, kind of you know Jacob Collier uh, kind of harmony layers and and um, uh, very I'll take your word for it v- very eclectic affair uh, for uh, the open-minded progress out there. Um, moving on to the next uh, video, we we have uh, we will not watch here, but we have prepared it uh, something like this from and you will know us by the trail of dead i thought this would be a cool video to talk about because it's kind of funny and yeah I, I, I didn't really get the song because once again i'm not really into that kind of music um but but i thought the video was really clever and funny yeah uh, yeah i mean uh <laughs> yeah let's start musically i i mean like i said i have like a an interest in the band but i, I never quite love what they do, you know, like it's yeah. always like a touch too indie yeah. for, for me, even though it has like a lot of great progressive elements uh, and stuff in it and interesting ideas. Sometimes the presentation is a little like too indie for my yeah. taste. Um, yeah. I, but, I totally get that. <laughs> but they're, they're successful. Like they're, they have a great following and stuff, especially, and I remember in New York, they always had a, a big annual concert every year at Coney mm-hmm. Island and stuff. But um, but the video is, is is cool. It's a one one, one shot, shot um, thing uh, with a studio and stuff. And I kind of tried to imagine if I it lo- looked a little bit like a studio in New York that I that I'm familiar with. But uh, but I wasn't sure once they went outside. So <laughs> um, really cool music video concept. <laughs> a bit hammy, you know. What I mean, like the director's a bit hammy. It's like talking all the time. The director kind of has a smile on his face the whole time, you know. It's kind of like, is that like in character or is he just like kind of smiling about the fact that they're trying to make this super difficult music video? But it was pretty cool that they kept it, you know, in sync. And and, and also when they left the set and went outside, like, 
you know, there were people behind them that like came and like probably kicked up the lights or they just opened up the iris or something and then closed it down. Like there was like to go from really lit space into dark hallway into the outside. Those are oh, yeah. huge um, light shifts, you know, yeah. and uh, difficult to, to do. So, and it worked out really, really nicely. So yeah, the video's, the video's <laughs> great. Um, I wondered if it was going to be... At first, the sync seemed a little weird, but then I noticed that maybe, uh, like another video I watched also, the sync was weird, and I actually watched these at home with Bluetooth headphones going for my TV, ah, and I wondered okay. if there was actually like a like a delay. Yeah. There shouldn't have been, but somehow another video I watched um, had yeah. the same effect, but at first I thought they were going to do... There's a, there's a video, and I can't think of the name of the artist, but it's two girls in the shot. It's a split screen. And it's 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 um, it's a story being told. Yeah, it's Spike Jones directed it. Okay, it's um, wow. gosh, what's the band? It's a it's a it's a famous band. And and what happens is help us out here, listeners. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to find it because I think Kai showed it to me. Um, and one scene is happening in forward time, and the other scene is happening in reverse time. Oh. And at one point. The two girls cross paths, and then it, it then it, then the one is in reverse, and the other is in forward. It's oh. totally crazy. Oh my goodness, it sounds mind. It's a uh, it's, it's a Spike Jones mind <laughs> mind killer. Oh my uh, goodness, very cool video. We'll th I'll think of it, and then we can add it to the the post. Yeah, uh, the the link, so you can check that out. So at first, I thought it was going to be that. Maybe it was somewhat inspired by this because uh, it also starts like girls sleeping in bed, alarm clock, and then gets up and then goes about her day. But this this pivoted to like this being in the studio and music yeah. video shoot and yeah, and then band I, performance. Yeah, what what I didn't really get was this like yeah his his indie attitude like he didn't like purposefully in character didn't seem to really be into that movie shoot thing like. Okay, do I have to do this now? So this, yeah, so this is a little, little bit of the aesthetic that I don't like yeah. about the band. Yeah. Although to me, I didn't that didn't hurt so much. It was more. I, I think that, that more felt like it, it made it seem like oh, my life is so terrible because people want to put makeup on me and like I have to perform <laughs> now. And it's a little bit like okay, I mean you're not Lady Gaga, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> not like the shit that she goes through. I, I don't know. It seemed a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're right. It seemed a little <laughs> bit like quit whining. Uh, um, but yeah, cool video anyway, and cool band. I mean, I like them. I just, there's one or two elements about them that kind of keeps me from really loving them. Yeah. The way that I would like a band, maybe like Coheed and Cambria or Deer Hunter or yeah. bands that kind of skirt the edge of the genre yeah. and, and attract people also from like the indie scene and stuff. Yeah, uh, Arcade Fire even. Mm -hmm. That's even maybe more connected. So, but yeah, yeah cool. All right. Um, next on my list is uh, the, yeah that album. the 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 album was released in September. Uh, X, the Godless Void, and other stories through Inside Out Music, of all places. <laughs> um, moving on to January twenty twenty. Um, I already mentioned it. Uh, this little, I think it's an. EP. It's like I think the runtime is under half an hour. It's a um, um, soundtrack to a documentary uh, called Self Portrait, Self Portrait 
from uh, Norwegian singer Susan Sundfor. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think uh, I already told you about it, um, but I want to watch the video with you uh, because of your interest in documentary films. Oh, yes. yes. And Norway, and Norwegian and artists. No Norwegian <laughs> artists. Okay, let's watch this. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, sorry for the hard stuff in the early morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the music first. Absolutely Be beautiful be track. Beautiful as always. I love Susan for for what she does with her music. Um, no matter if it's like yeah. electro pop or or this ethereal um, only piano and, and angelic voice. And it would move you without the images. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Yeah, the 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 images are really really uh, hard to grasp, and and I mean, uh, maybe I'll 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 get the chance and the courage to actually watch the documentary. Yeah. Um, the the reason why I wanted to show you this because I, I had uh, I had the feeling like, um, yeah, this is also a documentary about a, an artist and, uh, um. Yeah, but but not only about the artist, but the, like so many things around uh, around her and about yeah. uh, around this like like also societal issues. Um, like she looks like she went to Greece. The photographer yeah. um, this um, doc documentary is about um, and and made like stunning, stunning, picture, stunning, okay. stunning portrait a photography of uh, like uh, the refugee kids and like the old old. Greek grandmas, like the the pictures are so amazing. Yeah, the 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 portraits, the eyes are all like, yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to watch it to, yeah. to see what we mean. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the next uh, couple of videos, I uh, we also um prepared um Raphael Weinlof Brown's tumult. We already talked about yeah uh, his uh. Uh, debut solo album Worlds Within uh, that's out since last week uh, a lot uh, what do you think of the video and the song uh, well the song is amazing uh, and uh, it's like 11 minutes it, uh, it, three or four parts I kind of like, wouldn't have needed a video to be honest because it's yeah. kind of hard to watch for 11 minutes yeah. um, because not, it doesn't change so much it's like yeah. him performing and the dancer performing yeah. But you don't stay on either. I mean, with it, with him, I think what's cool about his footage, and, and it made me, like, watching that video made me want another kind of video, which would be kind of more like a playthrough, more like a video song, like the other thing where you see how he creates all those sounds with yeah. the cello. I mean, yeah. this would be really fascinating. Um, and he does a little bit of that in the video. And then there's a performance artist... Um, but you don't stay with her all the time. And uh, for me... I wasn't sure how I felt about that, like mm -hmm. like leaving her, you know, because she's she's there, she's making a statement, she's interpreting the music, yeah. But but then we only kind of cut to her, you know. She's in it a yeah. lot. I'm I'm making yeah. it sound, like, but it's eleven minutes long, so yeah. and and you don't. I didn't like except for a few places. I didn't really feel like a dynamic change in what she was doing, or but that's maybe also because they didn't like focus on her. Mm -hmm. She felt a little bit more like, um, like, like a part of the scenery, you know, yeah. instead of like a, a strong a centerpiece. Centerpiece. Yeah. Um, 
he obviously is the centerpiece on the cello because (laughs) of what he's doing. I mean, the music is, I mean, in every way progressive, I think. Like, his use of the cello and, like, what he does and the way he loops things and stuff. Um, It's amazing. I mean, I kind of wanted to close my eyes and just let it wash (laughs) over me instead of focusing on the images. But... But that with with that being said, I'm being like a bit overly critical. It looks fantastic. The yeah. location is great. The performance by both of them is amazing. It, you know, it's it's hard to criticize it. I was just yeah for, with my director hat on. Yeah, <laughs> was was focusing on some nit- nitpicky stuff. But uh, yeah, cool, great. I can't wait to to dive more into listening to the whole record and letting it. Yeah do that thing, which I think it does, which just kind of like takes over you, you know, and like the room and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Go listen to the record. Totally. Um, uh, arriving in this uh, re- release week, yep. we have two albums out. The first one is from Mobius. Kali finally yeah. is dropping uh, tomorrow. And uh, the it was a third single, Bati. What you think of it? It was a classic performance video. Band, yeah, and band outside in nature. Band outside in nature, <laughs> and I, I have a few little little criticisms of that <laughs> part of it. But bef- but before I say that, uh, great song. Yeah, I th- I like them more and more the more I listen to them, and um, the music's also like yeah, super complex, and yeah. um, they definitely sit in that same world as I would say like Rendezvous Point and other bands that we like that kind of, you know, it's not too straight. It could easily be like way too straight and like um, metal sounding, but but they just, they constantly change. And it it has like these great, like dramatic moments in the music and in the singing and stuff. So yeah, I really like them more and more that I listen to them. They're, as they say in German, they're very sympathetic. Somehow, yeah. like watching them perform and yeah. stuff. Uh, so my few little <laughs> qualms are like, it's the classic problem of okay, we're performing in the middle of nowhere. Um, do we plug the guitars in? <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to that. I, I, I paid attention to it right away. You know why? Not because of the guitars, but because her vocal, but because of her, yeah, right. her microphone not, had a cable. No, I remember. Yeah, and and I thought. First, I was like, well, why does she have a cable? Because we know, like, the keyboard doesn't even have any cables coming out of it. You know, the guitars don't have any cables. Everybody had their in-ear monitors, which told me that they must have been sending the playback remotely to wireless in-ears. Probably. I mean, that's maybe more efficient, like, given the location and stuff. Um but it kind of distracted me a little bit because I was like, why do they need their in-ear monitors for like a performance video? Um, and the fact that there was like a cable hanging on the microphone, um, you know, it's kind of like maybe just no microphone. That's always the thing. Like, do I hold a microphone or do I not? And she held one yeah. like a performance. Yeah. But it might have been... St- I mean, we already suspend disbelief, right? Because yeah, yeah. like, there's no amps and no, there's no cables and stuff. So, like, not having a mic in the hands maybe would maybe feel strange for a singer who normally sings with a microphone. Yeah, I but think for a performance yeah, video, yeah. you don't so, somehow that creates that that fourth wall thing where you're like, wait, is it live? But <laughs> nobody else is playing. Yeah. So, I mean, but this is totally being like having n- shot n- n- many <laughs> performance videos. Yeah. And having been in them, uh, I know this is always the the question at the beginning: Do we do we have cables? Do we have amps? Because a lot of people would have brought the amps out there. 
Yeah. But that's kind of not necessary anyway, because there ain't no power. Nobody, you know, it's like, yeah. why do that, you know? And and I would guess, uh, um, I'm pretty sure that they're uh, one of the modern bands who don't, don't even bring amps to their uh, gigs anymore. I mean, you don't need them anymore. You, yeah. You have, uh, and, and the in-ear is like a testament to that. They yeah. They probably run everything you know, Axe effects or whatever they do yeah. and then into their in-ear monitoring and then everything goes front of house, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I love the band, so don't take my criticism of the music. <laughs> it's not a criticism. It was just like a thing I noticed, like, okay, cable in the microphone, but... <laughs> It but it would have looked dumb if there was no cable in the microphone. Right. You, you would have had to leave the microphone out. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah. the that's more my point. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> but it's fine. It's still great. Um, another performance video from Stoomb from France. Uh, Dimension Zero album from Nihil is also out this week. Yeah. Um, different style. Um, instrumental. Um, groovy Genty. Yeah. I like I like the groove. I, I had the feeling. I I thought when I when I was listening to it, I, I was like, "Yeah, those Frenchies know how to groove." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of watched it one and a half times um, because I I felt like I was missing something. Like I didn't understand, or or, or like I felt like I missed the, like what it was. This is the first time I think I listened to them, um, and yeah, it's cool. It sounds great. It's modern and stuff. It's not really my cup of tea mm -hmm. but um but cool video nice and nice and uh, simple and, and and limited it's also a performance video but you know with like like super it's super dark you know like yeah. there's not a lot of light and stuff which is great because from a practical standpoint this can also help hide a location a little bit you know and like make it feel <laughs> yeah, right. like like give it a certain mood so Yeah, it was pretty cool. I I didn't connect con connect to it musically as much as some of the other stuff we listened to this week. Okay, but. fair enough. Um, Why do I sound like the the sour the sour <laughs> puss today? I don't. Okay, maybe because you showed me that depressing video. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let, everything sucks. 2020. No, let's it's all good. Let's let's watch the new video from Psychotic Walls, All the Bad Man. Right, from Costin. Costin Chiriano video. The God Shaped Void is coming February 14th on Valentine's Day on Inside Out Music. Give it to your loved one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, another uh, great Costin video. Uh, a cool song. I mean, I was saying while we were listening, it definitely reminds me of the Dead Soul Tribe era Devin Graves stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Of this mid tempo. Groovy. Groove. All about the groove. Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah he throws in these, like, double, these twin guitar yeah. leads yeah. things, um, which also yeah. throws back more to the 90s um, psychotic waltz. You said yeah. that was, like, a trademark yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. And, and I mean, I, I see Costin going in new directions with his uh, with yeah. his video with style. New, new elements uh, dropping, like, like uh, in small doses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's totally unique. You know right away it's, it's his stuff, and uh, it's he's very prolific, and it's nice to see that, um, you know, like when people first started getting into lyric videos and they, everybody made like a shitty lyric video, <laughs> like when that started to like kind of flood the market, it was like, oh, uh, everybody yeah. has a shitty video. Yeah. Costin is super prolific, with, so you with, see so yeah. many videos from him. But they all are great quality, so yeah. it's like it's yeah. it, and, and 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 they they all uh, they, they all have meaning. I mean, yeah, they, he, 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 uh, he absorbs the 
the the lyrics and the the vibe of the songs and yeah. and, and creates. Uh, it's not just a clock ticking yeah. when the song talks yeah. about time or you know, yeah, like some other videos that were <laughs> there on the screen. Uh, and there was one thing, other thing I wanted to say. Another unique thing about uh, about Costin, and you can even like throw back to this like lyric video, this shitty lyric video thing, where it's like fire and like words and like yeah, different fonts and uh, dropping away and <laughs> sliding in. And... Yeah, exactly. But I mean, for he does a lot of metal and a lot of extreme metal too. Um, so this like this is not an example that I think is stands out as much in what what I want to say, but like when he does like. Borknegger or somebody that's like really fast and like crazy or at the gates. Yeah. His artwork is never rushed. Yeah. You know what I mean? He never yeah. like like makes quick cuts and like yeah. craziness yeah. like you it's kind always of floating. It's always floating. It's it always takes its time. You can listen to the extreme music, but the visuals give you like Yeah. A, a kind of a story to kind of follow along even when stuff is like moving fast yeah. in the music. Yeah. There's like this message and meaning coming through in yeah. these sort of like... Yeah, and it, 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 it is not falling into the trap of, uh, oh my God, there's a double bass we need to put to, to, to get out our strobes. Right? In, the, in, <laughs> in the movie business, we call that Mickey Mousing. Yeah, right. Uh, and like, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. Uh, I really appreciate his work. Awesome. Uh, something completely different. Uh, I mean, we watched it uh, in the office together last yeah. week. Uh, Igor's Very Noise video for the new album spirituality and distortion out to march 27th through metal blade uh sick stuff <laughs> i feel like i feel like everybody listening to this has probably seen this by now because it's it's definitely gone viral and i mean you've seen i've seen people sharing it in my facebook timeline who are you know like older like don't listen to anything even rock related you know what i mean and then we're sharing the igor video yeah. uh Maybe because of some of the themes that are in it are kind of timely. I mean, like the plane crash and like <laughs> evil power and destroying things and somebody has to come and save them. There seems to be a story in there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. as bizarre as it is. And also the the animation kind of reminded me, like the main character kind of reminds me of Gru from Despicable Me. Yeah. yeah you know, right. like <laughs> like he kind of has, in, when he does his like, like teeth thing. Kind of, it's so Ooh. bizarre. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, the video is but fantastic. What, what, what uh, uh, Kai also said, the uh, uh, interesting thing is when we watch the, the video, you have the feeling it's totally electronic breakcore stuff. Uh, but if you, I, I haven't listened to the uh, song separately, but when I watched the video a second time, I, uh, I got what Kai meant because Kai said, uh, when you listen to the song, Without watching the video, it feels more like a actual metal song. Yeah, metal, I mean the, the the metal elements are like sticking out more, or are more mm, not I, visible. Uh, you hear them more. I know what you mean, uh, and I I totally agree with him. Um, but I but I did actually even the first time I've seen it twice, three times now. Uh, even the first time I listened to it. I heard like the bass and stuff. Like I heard the guitars and the bass. And so even though it kind of starts off with this like this um, jungle drum and bass kind of thing, um, the organic instruments like stood out to me. Like whoa, this is like a crazy proggy heavy like the bass. Yeah. You know, like stuff is happening. And um, yeah. 
But it's true. I haven't listened to it without. Uh, I can't wait for for listening to it without watching the video because. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, finishing off this really cool best of uh, January what's hot section. Uh, I want to present a uh, Munich band to you that's dabbling more into post-hardcore territories, apparently. They're called Oak Hands. I haven't heard of them before, hmm. uh, but the video is super, super cool, and I want to watch it with you. It is, I think it was already released in October or something. It's called The Parnassus, the song, and I think it's their debut full-length album the shadow of your god receding is coming sometime this spring through this charming man records okay uh but the video was like super super cool and um curious uh about what what, what you think about it okay uh, let's watch it all right that yeah. was uh musically uh not so e our usual e stuff yeah totally i was just about that was, was gonna be the first <laughs> thing i said very very unusual for us to listen to that uh, on the show yeah, but but uh, definitely uh, for fans of like Funeral for a Friend or um, you, you you would know better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or uh, you know even other bands in in Germany like um, Die Nächte and stuff like this um, that like this sort of post hardcore. There's 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 quite a post hardcore scene in Germany, and I think yeah. actually even like um, the guys from from from. Um, um, you you interviewed them at Euroblast. Um, uh, I interviewed nineteen bands in Euroblast. Ah, uh, Hirsch effect. Hirsch effect. The Hirsch effect. The Hirsch effect. They the Hirsch they come effect. from this uh, a, a bit as well. Yeah, I would yeah, say this yeah, this right. German post hardcore movement. Yeah. Um, great video. I mean, I I I kind of don't know how they did it. At first, I thought they had a dolly for this opening shot, but then I thought maybe it was actually a crane. But then when I watched yeah. it, it's kind of moving a bit, so maybe it was a gimbal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably. <laughs> Uh, and it, then it could have been a one shot, but they had some like very select uh, inserts, like uh, this match, uh, like dark, and then somebody oh, right. lights up a match, like yeah. match matching to the music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're back to that one shot. But I don't, so, that's the only time I remember where they had any, any yeah. cuts. Yeah. The, but that worked really well. I saw one time where they needed to like slow down a little bit the performance of the actor, like to so he hit the the drum set at this, the correct time. I think, but the, the actor was great. I mean, yeah. a lot of times in these videos, you you have yeah. like the, the actor poor acting, act, you know, is acting so crazy, like really maniac, um, maniac. But then there's a lot of subtlety in like the small performance, you yeah. know, like between yeah. people and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not just this crazy. Like when it's just crazy stuff, then it's a little bit yeah. like boring in a way. But yeah. Even on the more quiet moments, you know, with the subtle like yeah. expressions and, 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 and the, stuff, the, yeah, Mim and, mimics, ex mimics yeah, and his, expressions like, and his face uh, like contorting yeah. and sometimes being like crazy, but then sometimes being uh, kind of beautiful in a way, yeah, and, so, and, uh, um, introspective and yeah. I mean, I have no idea if there's some kind of message here and like what I don't know where they filmed that, but cool like museum space, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't know what the letter was supposed to and stuff it doesn't matter really but um yeah from the filmmaking standpoint it was really great if i'm not mistaken i think they said that there's gonna they, they have more videos uh uh to put cool. out so, can't wait to see them yeah um, very very great um, definitely something something artistic and and, and uh, yeah yeah 
Yeah, uh, great th- stuff. That that was it for January. Um, uh, stay tuned for the interview with uh, Tommy Kovasari uh, from Amorphis coming right up. Fresh off the presses, Dario was at yeah. the concert last night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was great. And uh, yeah, just uh, listen to what he has to say to 30 years of Amorphis anniversary. That's it for January for the podcast. See you next month. See you next month. Freaks, Freaks out. Freaks out. What's up, Freaks? Uh, the podcast is on the road again. This time I'm at the Tonhalle in Munich, not so far away from the Moonbase Studios. And tonight there's going to be Dimo Borgia, Wolves in the Throne Room, and Amorphis playing here. And out of those three bands, of course, Amorphis is the proggiest one. So I'm happy to have Tommy Koivusari here for a little interview. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> sure has been great and uh, nice to be back in München. Cool. Um, yeah, actually, it's 2020 now. To, and uh, 1990, there was the formation of the band Amorphis. So you're about to celebrate the uh, 30 years, three decades of Amorphis. Uh, do you have any personal highlights from the career so far, That maybe from the olden days, from the uh, beginning of times? <laughs> well, yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah, it's so long time, so I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of happening. Of course, the first record deal, of course, it's like times to remember and the first tours and stuff like that. But... Uh, It's hard to separate this like from from my like uh, so-called normal life because this has been like two times my age. Uh, I mean, two of the thirds, two of three of my age, like with yeah. this band. So, yeah. How how old were you when you started Amorphis? Uh, we were like 16, yeah. 17 years old. So <laughs> amazing, yeah. Over all those years, you have managed to forge and perfect a highly recognizable signature amorphous sound. And what do you think are the main ingredients for that sound? Yeah, I think when we started, we already we started like listening to death metal and stuff like that, like uh, or heavy metal, of course, like Iron Maiden and bands like that when we were 12 or something. And uh, by the time we were 15, we had like first death metal bands. And uh, when we formed the Amorphis, we already like started to listen also like a very different kind of stuff as well. Mostly like 70s progressive bands like uh, Yes and Pink Floyd, uh, stuff like that. So I think after the first album, we started started to feel like uh, that uh, this just making like death metal isn't like enough to us in a way. Like we wanted to like have different kind of... Uh, Uh, inspirations and uh, things like that from the music we were actually listening to. So we started to have those elements to our like metal still uh, music, and uh, we didn't want to like put ourselves to gate like like uh, we cannot do this and this because it's not metal or something. So melodies has been very important to us always. Yeah, and. Uh Actually, to to that uh, same question that, that you you already said that you started out more in the death metal vein, and um, 
Yeah, the, the amorphous sound as such hasn't always been the same though as it is now with the new albums, on the new albums. And how do you perceive the sometimes subtle, sometimes more obvious changes uh, in this sound uh, between albums uh, now in retrospect? Um, yeah, I think early days it was, we were of course quite young, so it was quite natural to try like totally different kind of things and uh, we wanted to try different things at some point we didn't want to sound like heavy at all and uh, more like uh, some space psycho <laughs> whatever band and but uh, that's like I think it's just normal in a way like when you grow up and uh, start to find like new things of like how to play or new new kind of uh, music styles as well but I think nowadays it's more like a little bit like settled down in a way like we're not doing that radical moves musically maybe anymore, but we have found like the basic line in a way, but we still want to like uh, search for new things. Yeah, actually you already touched on the subject of my next question because I, I, was, uh, I wrote down in all of the different amorphous areas there were always certain progressive elements to be found in the music, sometimes more, sometimes uh, less prominent. You you already mentioned uh, Pink Floyd and Yes and uh, any any more maybe also from you personally uh, favorites in the in the prog world that uh, you particularly like and uh, try to like you think is a personal inspira inspiration. I think one of the maybe I would say one of the like uh, could also be something recent, something more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Younger bands, not not only from the yeah, yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I have to say, Pirpauke. That's like Finnish band, and uh, we were listening that a lot, like uh, when we were younger. And uh, that band is about. It was like 70s band, but they played like different uh, countries, folk music, like all over the world, folk music, like in progressive rock versions, or making them own. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, I, I think I've heard the name, but never actually checked them out. So we'll do that when, yeah, I, yeah. when I get And the guy, out. actually Sakari Kukko, who has been uh, playing in our albums as well, saxophone and flute uh, in few albums, uh, he's, he's the main man, man of the, that band. So that was very <coughs> huge inspiration to us. But uh, lately, I think I listen so much like uh, different kinds of music. So it's... In heavy scene, I think it's more like these classic Slayers and Carcass and Iron Maidens. Like, I haven't like uh, listened to their like newer stuff that much, but also like very different kind of bands like uh, Cardigans and uh, Muse. Uh, there's so many bands I can't, <laughs> can't even remember. Um, like two two relatively newer bands that come to mind that you played with. I, I know you played with Leprous recently, for example, and uh, I think Wheel from Finland will be opening for you as well at some point. So do you check out those new bands sometimes as well when they uh, get booked with you? And Yeah, with Lepros, was it like, actually, we toured with, they were supporting us in two European tours, like, was it eight weeks all together? like eight years ago or something so they were very young band and uh, already i heard the potential 
of yeah. that band uh, because all that it was they were still young but uh, I have been like following their what they are doing during the years so uh, we we wanted to have lepros to open up like this this Finnish gigs because the especially couple of latest albums are great I absolutely so, agree <laughs> yeah. and uh, band is getting better and better and more original all the time and uh, great guys as well and uh, same with wheel it's actually i know personally the drummer from like uh, well my younghood and his childhood because <laughs> i know know uh, his sister big sister so uh, that's that's how i was like get, getting interested about that band as well because i knew yeah. he's a great drummer so uh, but i didn't know the band before that so we actually had him on the broadcast as well when they're playing at Euroblast last okay. year I did an interview with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Santer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. But yeah, that's great band as well and uh I think they will they've uh, just released one album I guess. So yeah, uh, they like will... two two EPs and then the debut album. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of last year. Yeah, yeah. Moving backwards. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh yeah, that's like uh there is some sometimes like we want to sometimes it just happens to be like what agency is putting us to uh, support acts or something but uh, sometimes we want to like have some bands it's great to great great chance to them and also it's nice to have like good bands <laughs> <laughs> awesome um in the early days uh, going back to the early days the influence from finnish mythology was quite obvious i guess and Uh, from which influences outside of music to draw inspiration from today? Is it still that kind of uh, uh, inspirations, or um mm, I guess it's been like a nature. It uh, sounds boring answer, but I think it's nature is like the what what brings every element together, like what we want to like do with music, and uh, also with with this. Uh, Kalevala, this Finnish mood, it's very much about like nature and uh, uh, like folky, folky themes and uh, in music as well. So I think it's that and we don't think that much when we do new stuff like uh, when it co comes from. I think we are taking influences from everything what we hear and uh, also from our own history. And uh, yeah. Uh, hard to say. Yeah, well, na nature is. A, I think it's not boring mm, to say yeah. that nature is a big influence. Um, maybe, maybe for, yeah, for people like me living in a more or less big city, it's like some also a um, place of longing. Like, oh, I would like to, yeah, mm. spend more time outside, surrounded by nature yeah, and yeah. exploring uh, the beauty of nature and. Mm. But every uh, every day you just see like concrete and yeah, yeah. <laughs> buildings think, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And personally, I've been living in Helsinki all my life as well. So, but uh, every time I have a chance, I go to like my cabin in uh, countryside, and uh, I think I get most inspired there. Like when it's totally quiet and not like uh, normal, so-called normal things. <laughs> uh, happening so just like I can concentrate to be <laughs> all right um, yeah like like a lot of other popular bands I, I think you also have a big hit single uh, I was thinking about stuff like progenies of the great apocalypse or morning palace for Jimmu Borgir 
Eyes of a Stranger for Queen's Reich, or um, uh, Pisces for Ginger, for example. Um, do you think they are a blessing or a curse, or do you get ever tired of playing House of Sleep every night? <laughs> well, uh, if you're thinking it that way, maybe, but uh, also if you have like good response from the audience, it's of course it's nice and it makes the song better. I but I would if if that comes to in uh, radio when I'm driving car in Finland, I have to change <laughs> change the station. But uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, but I wouldn't say it's it's of course it's good thing to have like so-called hits because uh, we have we have a anyway done like 13 albums and I think there's a lot of good stuff like not just uh, like hit songs but it's important to band to have like some some like radio songs as well but uh, we never are thinking that way when we are composing the songs that this is gonna be a radio song or something so we just start to pick or record label start to pick up the like uh, video song after the whole album is finished so actually one of my favorite songs on uh, uh, Queen of Time is the first uh, bonus track with that long uh, proggy keyboard solo mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah you'll definitely have some variety in the set list with the upcoming anniversary shows in April um, tell us a little bit about them and your further plans for the rest of the year uh, Yeah, we we'll have uh, like uh, three shows in Helsinki in a row in Tavastia Club, which is like uh, a decade per night. So uh, and same thing will happen in Japan, in Tokyo as well later in April. And uh, yeah, we have to practice like 50 songs or so. That's so, crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, same time, it's fun and would be fun to do that like uh, in other cities as well. But uh, we have some. Some plans already for the rest of the year. We will have the festival season, of course. Probably gonna have some like uh, best of from uh, all time set. And uh, you're gonna play um, Summer Breeze again, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but we haven't planned that much yet. And uh, end of the year we will tour as well. But there's some things I, I cannot talk about it yet okay. because it hasn't been released yet. It's uh, still still in the planning, in the planning stages. Yes, and uh, we will we will tour supporting one band in Europe, but too early to publish it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, cool. You still have some uh, some gigs uh, in this tour lined up with Demo Borgia and Wolves in the Throne Room, and uh, tonight it's going to be Munich. Um, I'm excited to see you guys again. Last time was I think almost. Exactly a, a year ago, yeah. Um, in the backstage work uh, with Stolberg and uh, yeah, uh, Ginger as well, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, nailed to obscurity. Yes, right. That was also a cool package. Um, that was 15 minutes. Uh, perfect. Thank you very much. Um, right. And I'm looking forward to seeing the show. All the best with the anniversary and. See you next time, hopefully. Hey, thank you very much. Nice to be here. Freaks out. Yep.
Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prague Space, is a production of Stuas Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.